What's up, everyone? It's NFL Week 16, and this is the game plan where we're talking DFS. We're talking best bets. We got Sharp. We got DFS Army coming together, as always, to break it all down for you. My man, John Stassational Alessia, with me, as always, killing it on the betting side, killing it on the... Do you think you, win the, you won the early slate um, uh, on DraftKings, uh, I think, this Sunday, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken. The big yes. early slate. Yeah, it was a good, uh, it was a good day, the early... It wound up with a, it was a, you know, it's one of those lineups that you'd never make. Most people wouldn't make on their own. Had, uh, had the quarterback, it was a make, it was Mayfield. So it was wound up being Mayfield with, uh, with White and Godwin. And then it also had HN and who did nothing. And, um, and Waddle, of course, you needed Waddle. Yeah, you needed Waddle. But HN, even the, even the crap score from HN, not enough to slow you down. Yeah. Um, good stuff. This was a weird weekend. I, I was thinking about you as I was watching the games going, you know, this is a John weekend all day where these fucking crazy um, quarterbacks that you probably weren't excited about using or Will Levis is going off and, and um, you know, Joe Flacco is having a big game and all like, All right, this is a Alessia weekend when all these wackadoodle quarterbacks are and especially Baker Mayfield produces his first 21 plus point performance of the season. You know, if you had the balls to play Baker, but you were like actually focused on that line of probably clicking on Mike Evans. But, you know, the Evans ones didn't work out. It was the Godwin ones. And Godwin has his first good game of the last two years. That's how it goes. DFS is crazy week to week. There's so many wacky things that happen, John. Um, I can point back to the Thursday game where out of nowhere, uh, AOC goes bananas. 60 points. The, the Chargers quit. Like, weird shit happens. Hopefully you didn't go up against uh, Aiden O'Connell in your fantasy playoffs. How'd you do in the NFFC before we move on and start talking these bets? Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a decent week, but just not good enough compared to some of these other teams that were out there. I mean, I've got CMC. I've Hurts, who was okay. Uh, my biggest problem was I I, uh, I made one mistake. I haven't, I haven't made a mistake all year with my lineup. Now, the, the one I made now was, you make the mistake? I made, well, I was, in a, I was in a bind because I had... I ha- I'm, I'm weak. Uh, I don't have no depth at the wide receiver spot. I have downs and I had uh, Noah Brown. Oh, and Brown no. was a question mark. I had to play downs on Saturday because if I don't play, if, if Brown is out, my best, ne- my next best was like Trey Palmer. So I'm like, I had to take a shot with downs. He did nothing and Brown went off. So that was the difference between that was a 17 point difference. Yeah. That is a, the, that is a killer. Can't get past that. Um, I had a good weekend for my fantasy teams, but I am extremely worried. Going forward, so I I actually got you know I have I have fourteen leagues. I think I'm in the playoffs in maybe eight of them with two bye weeks, and the other the other six were playing in the game. I I advanced in all six, but I've got Trevor Lawrence in like four out of those six. I'm really worried about this week, and you know I don't I don't beat hard is not going to be the guy that's going to help me advance to the final round. So I'm like, I think I might be fucked because I'm in a few of those leagues with those guys. And I also, you know, I've got Browning in all the leagues starting for me. It's crazy. This is a weird year for DFS, but let's get into these bets, John. And um, as always, what I want to do is, is um, focus on in, in this case, we're going to focus Saturday and Sunday and Monday. So we're just going to skip the Thursday game. Um, if you have a quick prediction though, uh, from at least from a DFS angle, quick prediction though, saints at the Rams Rams are minus four in that game. Um, still not a hundred percent if Olave will play in this one. Still, I, I would, I'm leaning. He won't play to be honest, but I don't know. He hasn't practiced as of Wednesday, so I'm not sure. 
But um, how do you see this one going down? Saints plus four on the road. I think the I think the total is a little higher than than it should be. So I think this is going to be a little bit more. Uh, this will be a little lower scoring game, I think, um, than maybe most people would would uh, would say. So I'm not all that optimistic that this is going to be like some great uh, DFS game. Obviously, it's uh, showdown slate. So uh, quarterbacks always. Yeah, it's very rare that you're going to not put clear quarterbacks in there. But um, yeah, I would take the Rams. I would lean towards the Rams. Not a huge play for me. Lean towards the Rams, and I would lean towards the under. Okay, uh, I like that. I like that. Um, I'm not going to get too into DFS purposes in that game, but you know, Kyron Williams and Cooper Cup are playing, so that's yeah. who you play. Um, but let's let's move on. We've got an an exciting two game Saturday slate for DFS purposes. I love that shit. I love the two gamer, John. Took a little tears down on the past three game slate last week Saturday. Little tears. You ever play tears? I, I you know I used to years ago, and I just uh, it's just too much too much going on. I'm not. I don't want know, you playing no, tears. Not that good at it. Stay but. out of the tears streets. Yeah. Stay out of it. Stay out of there. Give the rest of us give the rest of us some scraps. Stay out of the tears streets. But um, yeah, tears uh tears. For two gamers, really fun. You could just be super, super contrarian, and that's how you win them. Um, let's take a, take a look at this two-game slate, though, for Saturday. It starts with Bengals at the Steelers, the battle of the backups. Browning. Uh, Mason Rudolph. I don't even know. The Steelers rolling out Rudolph, I guess, this week. Not so good. Bengals only minus two favorites on the road here, which is, I don't know, for me, a little surprising. Um, the total is set at an anemic 37 Fantasy points. Jamar Chase out most likely for this game. Najee Harris may not play. He's not practicing as of now. Um, I can't think of any other injuries. Uh, I don't know. Is 37? That seems low, even even in a battle of the backups. Yeah, I still like this to go under. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the under in this game. And I like the parlay with Pittsburgh. So I think you're catching Pittsburgh on a low off that awful performance last week you're gonna get mason uh, i'm pretty sure you're gonna get mason rudolph in this week um and we could fade cincinnati off a pretty good performance from the great performance really from browning so i like this fade here i like cincinnati or i like pittsburgh at home uh certainly if you like those those teasers that's a nice spot to tease pittsburgh all the way up to se- uh, seven and a half eight but i do think the under is uh is a solid play even at 36 and a half 37 uh, I think this is just going to be a low-scoring, tight game. I haven't looked at any of the weather yet, so I don't know if, you, if anything's going on this weekend. This is the time of year you really got to start looking at the weather before you make an official pick. But, um, but yeah, I like this game. I, I think it's going to be a grinding game, especially without Chase in there. They're they're going to be grinding it on both sides of the uh, both sides of the of the field here. And I think Pittsburgh comes out with the win, and it stays real low-scoring. You know, something fourteen uh, ten type of the game. Let me let me let me pop up your power ranking sheet that is available. On the Sharp app, um, just to take a look at at what this uh, particular game shows, and and I think um, I, what I wanted to ask you is how relevant is some of this now that it's like backup quarterbacks in there, right? Like, so if, if we take a look at the power ranking sheet, and this is the um, the sheet that you put together for at uh, for the Sharp app for premium subscribers, and I'll mention something about that in a second as well. But um, it shows here Pittsburgh expected to rush for 148 yards, but only passed for 187 effectively implying that the Bengals are better 
versus the pass than the run on the season, or Pittsburgh just doesn't throw for many yards, which seems more likely. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then um, the Bengals not showing a whole lot of goodness either, 119 yards, 280 passing yards. My question is, though, how relevant is this when it's like a different quarterback than who was there all year? The, it, how much should I trust in historical or at least this season's historical production with different people, you know, at the quarterback position? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a game by game, team by team uh, decision that you're going to have to make. So with Rudolph, I mean, the differential between Rudolph and um, and Trubisky and and um, Pickett, it's not that big, it, right? It's just yeah, not that much. So I, I'm not putting a whole lot of weight into, you know, I'm not changing all that much. Yeah, you get a, you get uh, if a Mahomes or an Allen or one of those guys, you know, if uh, Murray goes back, like those guys. Yeah. You know, if Lawrence is out. All right. We've got to make an adjustment. But for a lot of these, I mean, what we're seeing across the league is just it's bad quarterback play. And then we're getting backups and even third string quarterbacks playing, but they're not all that far off because some of these starting quarterbacks were so bad. I mean, you look at Atlanta, we'll get to eventually like, you know, these quarterbacks are just terrible. So the, you're not even seeing the, I mean, you, you, you'll see it in the lines and the lines just aren't moving on a lot of these games all that much based on the quarterback. They, you know, with all these quarterback injuries, usually these games would be off the board. How many of these games are ever off the board? Like nothing's off the board because they just know they're like, whatever, put the backup in. It's just going to be the same line anyway. They're not really worried about it. Yeah. When it's a crappy, when it's picket, they don't even pull it because they're like, whoever's coming in can't be worse. Same thing happens with a, like a Bryce Young or, or a, a Des Ritter. So like, I, I don't, yeah, the, the game lines are right. They're, <clears throat> they're still bettable even when the mystery is there. I'm actually curious about the Jacksonville game. Is it well? We'll get to that one, and I, I'm I'm really curious if that's bettable right now, not knowing uh, with Trevor Lawrence because I don't think he's going to play. So I'm I'm kind of like wanting to see about placing a bet over there, um, if if it's uh, if it's still bettable on the mystery. Um, we'll get to that one in a second. I do want to mention though, now that we have the Sharp app open in the background, this is one of the cool tools we have at Sharp. Um, my favorite tool and and sort of the premier tool that we have at Sharp App is the Proptimizer tool. And I just want to show it on screen real quick to understand what this is. This is the ultimate tool for betting on player props across all sports, right? So I'll just open it up right here and kind of show you a little bit of what's going on. Like Justin Fields, total passing yards. We look at the sports books. It's showing under 212. The only uh, only FanDuel apparently has this market out right now. It's a, it's a Saturday or it's a Sunday game. Our projection is that he's only going to throw 474 yards, um, showing a significant edge to betting the under. And it's that simple. You have um, all these different play. We could show how often <clears throat> that bet has hit in the last 10. And this shows that over the course of his last five games, even though this was an injury game here, he is. Um, and we can see the last 10 games and all of that, how frequently that bet hits. So some really cool um, stuff going on here with the Proptimizer tool, the premier tool at Sharp App. And of course we have it for prize picks and sleeper as well individually, but this is against the sports book for all sports. Now, the reason I'm mentioning it is because at Sharp App, there is a free week promotion. Everything is open this week for Christmas. Tis the season of giving. So if you just go to sharp.app or, or download the app, the Sharp App right now, you can access all of the tools on the app for free. It is a free test run of the app. You can see our game centers, our pregame um, AI generated um, handicap handicap spots, the betting handles. Also, the best part, I think, of Sharp App is the Discord, which, again, is open to everybody. So the the not just the public, but the but the um, the membership Discord, it's all open. You can see the picks. You can see the, the prize picks plays being dropped nonstop. So make sure to 
down, check out Sharp App. Go to Sharp.app or download the app itself, Sharp App on the App Store, iPhone, whatever it is. And just check out the tools for free. You need to be signed in, but you do not need to pay. It is free this week. Make sure to check it out. It's a great opportunity. And if you bet on sports at all, or if you like DFS and you even just want the power ranking sheet or something like that, it is available to you free. So good stuff, John. And you might be getting some people over in the Sharp App Discord asking some questions this week. Answer away. We Yeah, we've been getting quite a few people. You yeah. Know, you mentioned the... Um... The Proptimizer, and then you were just talking about the power rankings. I, I actually just got a message yesterday with someone who's been betting the props using the both the Proptimizer and looking at my the, the projections that we've got on from the uh, the power rankings. And he's like, you know, I kind of look when they when they line up, and he's been hammering the props, doing really well with them. Yeah, no, I listen. We're getting members, and I, I will warn you, we're getting a lot of members that are getting limited at sports books when they're betting these. So, um, a number one. That's kind of a cool thing to happen. Uh, you're betting so well and so accurate that the sports book says, hey, stop taking my money. And that is definitely an issue that comes up. But to make up for it, what we do is we give them a Sharp App um, swag T-shirt as a as a consolation for having gotten limited for crushing so many bets. So at least there's a uh, if you do get limited, let us know. We'll send you a T-shirt. I feel like that's good compensation for having gotten limited. It is. We're gonna have to come up with one that like actually says it, like like oh know. yeah, I got limited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great it's fucking just nailed it. I see, John, not just a f betting genius, a marketing mind. It's like you know, what, what were the what? old shirts like when your parents would go like on vacation? Like uh, I went to such and such, and all I got was this oh, t-shirt. Like, yeah, when my parents went away on vacation, they got a shirt. I went away on vacation, and all I got was my house destroyed by my kids. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, Dad. Sorry about your old uh, record player thing, by the way. Circa 1992. It never worked again after that. Your big troller? Yeah. You know, the the old crank, crank up record player? It's not working anymore. I still have it. It's in my house in the basement. I'll get it fixed one day. I'm still here. All right. Um, we got more bets. We got more games. We got more shit to do here. So I, I just want to mention on this Bengals-Steelers game, the, the, the primary point of interest for me is probably like, um, is it's probably going to be uh, T Higgins in that one. This is an ugly one on a two game slate though. Uh, uh, it's crazy because you got a two game slate with three shit quarterbacks and Josh Allen. So let's move on to game two, which is the bills at the chargers. The bills are 12 point road favorites. The total is set at 44 on this game. John last week, we saw a chargers team. I don't even know what to say about it, but that fully quit. Fully quit. Just don't care anymore. We're over it. They hate the coach. The coach is terrible. Was the coach fired yet? Yeah, Staley's gone, isn't he? He stayed. He was fired, right? Yeah. He was gone. Yeah. The next day, he got fired. So, um, here's what here he he did get fired, right? So I, yeah. I know I know there was like rumor. It's it's the Staley getting fired. Watch. So here's here's what happens when they fire a coach, John. A hated coach. The team does get. Uh, they get riled up again. They play with with passion usually the next week. Of course, that's going to be a challenge with Easton Stick at, at the QB position. He did not look that great. He only started looking competent in that game in extreme garbage time at the very end. Well, he looked better this week. So with, with uh, to the background of that, uh, maybe no Keenan Allen this week. Austin Eckler basically admitting, I don't know, I suck this year in a video I just watched. 
Uh, I don't know what to do with this situation, but let's start with the game total. Uh, I know you're a not lay 12 kind of guy, especially after the firing of a coach. But is this too scary of a situation for the Chargers with that team, with that quarterback uh, facing this Bills uh, team that needs wins? This is a uh, I love I, I love this game actually I love the I love the over so okay. we're gonna get points here and then I love being able to take two you've got the Buffalo team which you didn't talk about that massive win that they had last week huge this is a letdown here I know they need the games they're trying to make a playoff push they'll win this game but this is gonna be a let this is gonna be one of those this is gonna be a lot tighter game than you think the Chargers are gonna put points up in this game so I like this game to go over. And I love the Chargers plus the 12 and a half points. I think you get that. It's what you're talking about. You know, you get the coach out that you didn't want. This team's going to play fired up. Um, th- this, is gonna be a, this is going to be a tight game. But Buffalo pulls it out late. But I think this is going to be a tight game, high scoring. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling this too. I, I don't know. So I don't think I would tease this up even. Mm-mm. I would say if you're wrong, you might be wrong by 25 points. But um, no, I think you, you could actually just take like, I would take some alt lines here, like Chargers plus seven or something like that. Yeah, it seems almost the other way to go. So the Bills' potential letdown coming off of like the win of the year. The Chargers, the most under, basically looking so shit last week. There's so many narratives here that are are, are playing for the Chargers. And the biggest one, of course, and my favorite narrative of all of football forever is they fire the coach, they play hard the next few weeks. It's just consistent. It's a consistent thing that does happen. Again, no, there is the risk that Easton Stick is so terrible that all of the football gods, it doesn't matter. So, you know, there's that part of it too. So this is certainly a risky one, but I, I agree with you. I think the Chargers are the side. Um, and you like the over. Yeah, I think this game yeah. goes over. There's going to be points scored here. DFS angles is pretty much, oh my goodness, this two-game slate is bananas. Um, you know, the Bills players are all in play, all the way down to James Cook, assuming he plays. Even Lats Murray in a game like this can be used. And I think if you think that the Chargers hang around, there are probably some spots here, like a little a little Palmer, a little Josh Palmer action. Um, maybe Gerald Everett, maybe some of that. Maybe Easton Stick himself. So this two-game slate is going to be an interesting one on Saturday for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to the Sunday slate. And we're going to start with another battle of the backups. Although, again, I don't even know if this is a worse case, better, worse. I don't know what's going on. But uh, Gardner Minshew and the Colts travel to Atlanta to take on Tyler Heineke and the Falcons. Now, you talk about coaches that are on the hot, hot seat. I hope Arthur Smith is on the hot seat. And that fuck gets fired at the end of this year as well. He's terrible at his job. But... um the Falcons are minus one point favorites here with a 44 and a half point total. Uh, does anything stand out to you here? Yeah, I'm I'm fading the sharp money. The sharp money has come in on Indianapolis. I'm taking Atlanta, though, in this game. Uh, I think I think they win. My models are indicating that. So, I mean, it's really tough. This is a bad team. I mean, I had Carolina last week. I like Carolina. I think I said on the show as on the money line. They came through for us there. But... I think this week, Indianapolis coming off a big win, eight and six now, I believe, on the season. Um, these, you know, the, they're not as good as their record. Atlanta's not as bad, maybe, as theirs. I think Atlanta winds up 
uh, pulling this one out. It, this game almost looks like Indianapolis should be favored. It's almost like you're, you're kind of surprised Atlanta's favored in this game. So uh, the I think the public money and the sharp I know for a fact that the sharp money is on uh, is on Indianapolis. So um, I hate I hate really fading the sharps, but I think I Fighting think it's warranted in this case. Speaking speaking of you know knowing for a fact. So one of the cool tools probably. I think the most unique tool that we have at the Sharp app is the Sharp Report. Um, and again, that's open to everybody this week. So you should be, uh, if you go to sharp.app or you download it, make sure to check out the Sharp Report and understand what that is. But we get reports from directly from the sports books of what their most profitable, their sharpest players are doing. And these, the, these reports come from individuals. They're not a data feed. We get direct information. No one else has it. And it truly is one of the unique um things that we have going on at the Sharp app. So if you're there, make sure you check out the Sharp Report. That is, John, I think one of your, the first things you look at for almost every oh, yeah. bet. So it's really, really important stuff. And it is actionable and it is um, <clears throat> tracked and super um, plus EV to, to follow the Sharps on that report. Um, as far as this game goes, so there's a couple things going on here. First of all, I think for the most part, uh, it's difficult... I, I like the change of quarterback in Atlanta because I think we get a whole change of like scenery, so to speak. I was kind of dead to me on um, Bijan Robinson at this point. I'm like, fuck him. Another great matchup. He's not going to suck me in again. And yet here I am thinking that maybe with Taylor Heineke, the dynamic changes a little bit. And maybe we'll get a little bit more uh, offense in general from Atlanta. Maybe we'll get some uh, movement of the football. And maybe Arthur Smith will wise the fuck up and play Bijan, his best player on the team. The other thing is maybe they're going to throw to Drake London finally, which they should be doing. The dude is the man. So um, I'm starting to, uh, you know, it makes me sick. But I think anytime something makes you sick, it's actually like a good thing to do in DFS. Like the, the more gross you feel clicking on Jonathan Godwin and Baker Mayfield last week, and then you win a tournament. That is how DFS is won. And um, to me, I think you got to play those guys. It sucks. And I want to I want to throw up. I fucking hate them. But you got to play those guys. On the Colts side, I'm not really sure what they have going on Across the board, there's injuries galore. And actually, John, it it's it speaks well to your bet early in the week. You said, I don't know why Atlanta is favored. I'm going to tell you maybe why. Maybe. Because Pittman is hurt. Because we don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to play. We don't know if, if Moss is going to play. And without that group, they just don't have a lot of offense to speak to. Like the third string running back, No. Right. And Josh Downs is not enough of a wide receiver to carry a team. And then they have a bunch of nameless uh, tight ends. You couldn't even name, you know, like there, there's not an offense in Indianapolis if all those guys are hurt. So it's a little too early in the week for me to make a full judgment. Um, and I don't think I'd pull the trigger on that bet until I knew. But if I know Pittman's out and I know Moss slash Taylor are out or limited. It makes that even better. I don't think it matters to you, though. I think you're you're playing it either way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay. Nothing on the Colts side for me is really interesting from a DFS angle outside of Pittman or, or like a running back. All right. Next up, we've got the Packers at Carolina taking on the Panthers. Wait a minute. Let's pull that thing up here. And I went out of order. I should not have done that. I was looking at the wrong sheet. Actually, uh, let, let me, I'm going to go back. I'm not going to do that one. Next up, I'm going to go Seahawks at the Titans, John. Okay. I'm not seeing a, a line for that Packer. Oh, there it is, but it's it's not in a row. So I need to go in a row. We're going to go Seahawks 
at the Titans. The Seahawks are two and a half point road underdogs, or I'm sorry, road favorites, taking on a five and nine Titans team. This game has a 41 and a half point total. So Seahawks favorite on the road, probably going to get Geno back for this one. Geno almost played last week. Um, that that last minute touchdown cost me. So I had a parlay that included the Eagles minus two and a half. I thought I was done. I went to my kid's room to go, you know, do nighttime routine stuff. I'm like, this game's over. I got this shit. And look up like, what the fuck just happened? And score. And then the Eagles are about to tie it up. And then they fucking throw an interception. Th that was a horror show. The Eagles are a disaster right now. But the Seahawks pulled that game out. Now they're on the road at the Titans. Tight, um, as, as road favorites. How do you see this one going down? I don't love the game. Uh, I don't have a good feel for either side or the total. I mean, I would lean a little bit towards the over, and I'll take Tennessee. I like this is another one where you could kind of tease them up. I think it'll be a close game. I, I, I don't see either team really blowing anyone out. So if I was going to tease either side of it, it would be the Tennessee side. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't have a great feeling. You know, you, I typically like to fade that team that has that, that big win on a Monday night. Um, so that's why I would, I would lean a little bit towards the Tennessee side, you know, but ten and Tennessee's coming off a pretty bad loss, uh, themselves in, uh, that game went to overtime, right? Last week. So I, I would lean a little bit on the Tennessee side, but not a game that I really love. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I'm not, I'm not, so I'll, I mean, one interesting thing about the Titans is like, the, you know, it's a, it's a pass funnel defense. They've been really kind of pretty good against the run. I actually, I'm going to pull this up on the power rankings here. They've been pretty good against the run on the season um, and, and less good against the pass. Of course, uh, let's see here. Uh, Titans. Um, yeah. It's not showing a ton. I, actually, it's interesting. It's not showing as much of that. When you look at the power rankings where it's just slightly above average versus the run and just mildly below average versus the pass on the season. But um, for DFS angles, I, I regardless of that, I mean, the guy who looked the best to me last week and, and the fresh legs is Kenny Walker. He's just a good player. Um, so I, I kind of, on, on a slim week, on, on the Sunday main slate for running backs, it is slim. The pickings are slim, John. You'll see. I know you haven't even looked at it yet. No. I I, so I focused on like tonight's NBA, but exactly. um, the pickings are slim at running back on Sunday. And so, um, you know, Kenny Walker's seriously in that mix. I, I don't think I can trust Derrick Henry at this point, though. He's so touchdown reliant. He needs two of them. Uh, he's only 50% of the carries at this point. So tough to trust Henry. I need him to advance in some playoff teams, but that's another story. Um, beyond that, in this particular game, you know, it's just Hopkins maybe. It's just maybe, uh, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigbo or Seattle wide receiver. Nothing's really popping too much, but I do agree with you. I think the side here is is the Titans. They're at home. I don't like Seattle as a road favorite almost against any team. You know, I just... Road favored Seattle's just no, no, not against any team. And certainly um, I'm not I'm not laying two and a half on Seattle. So I'd, I'd be on the Titan side, but maybe a um, this is a tease up situation for sure. One thing about the Seahawks is they don't tend to blow teams out. They Pete Carroll does not coach that way. So anytime you want to put a little bit of space between. So if I'm doing a teaser this week, I'm probably looking to add Titans um, to that but adding that six and a half to it so I can get more of like a nine 
or, or a, an eight or, a, you know, somewhere in the eight point range where I can I can have a little bit of a gap here between w the score. So I don't need to absolutely win this thing to, to win my uh, win my play. All right. Next up, we've got the Lions at the Vikings. This is one of the sexy games of the week, John. Uh, Lions are three and a half point road favorites in this one. The total is 47. The game is in a dome. So no weather to worry about here. Uh, Lions side, maybe it's looking good. Jared Goff, huge game last week. Um, not much going on that I can think of in the injury front. Yeah, relatively healthy Lions team. And, and then we've got the Vikings, the return of Jefferson, Addison, lots of weapons, but Nick Mullins did not look too bad at the helm for them last week. And, and Ty Chandler looked pretty freaking good last week as well. Vikings plus three and a half. How do you see this one going down? Uh, again, not a strong play for me here, but I, I'm going to take the favorite. I like Detroit on the road. Um, playing in a dome won't be, you know, we, we kind of like having golf in those situations here. So I'll take that. I'll take a shot with, uh, with Detroit. And let me look on the, I uh, just want to look one thing up as far as where I'm seeing the game on the total. Um, I've got it at 47. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like that one. I like this game to go over. So I think we're going to get points here. I think we get both teams into the mid twenties. Uh, actually, I, I would actually be tempted to take some alt lines on the total on this game. I think this game goes over easily. So the way it plays to the over, let's think about that and, and how that plays with DFS, right? So the way it plays to the overs is, is, I mean, the Lions, we already know, have a good offense, right? They can score. they got running backs going crazy. They've got uh, Amin Ra, and they've got a really good tight end. So they have a lot of uh, ways to score. Um, Vikings have a lot of weapons. So if this thing's going over, you're talking Ty Chandler, Addison, or or Jefferson going bananas, right? And, and Lions side. This feels like... Um, potential for one of the few games that's game stackable this week, I would say um, along those lines, love me some, you know, both running backs on both sides of this thing. So there's a lot of DFS goodness. And, and for your fantasy leagues, this is a game you want players from. Like if you're choosing between a player like Amon Ra, like if you have the, the luxury, I actually, somebody asked me today, T Higgins or Olave. Now I don't think Olave is going to play he's, this week. He's so. in. Yeah. They just, it just came out. Olave five is in? Yeah. He's in. Oh Yes. I need that for two fantasy leagues as well. So that's great news. But somebody was asking me that. And I was kind of like, you know, um, going to go Higgins. I'm not risking it with Olave and, and uh, that, that little bit of higher scoring game. So if I look at a game like this and you're and you're comparing like, uh, again, good problems to have, but you're comparing, let's say, Jefferson to, uh, you know, some other stud that's not in as good of a spot. Play Jefferson. You know, like you could you could do that here. This is a game where I think we'll see some high scoring output. Um, same thing with like a Ty Chandler. I think a lot of people are going to have a hard time pulling. The, like, all right, let me give you a let me give you a a, a fantasy football question, John. Uh, something that I get all the time. Ty Chandler or Derrick Henry? With no Madison, assuming Madison is out. Yeah, I like Chandler. Yeah, I mean, like that's a decision you have to make this week. Yeah. And now in DFS, Ty Chandler is significantly cheaper. Than Derrick Henry. So, like, I think it's Ty Chandler as well, as long as Madison doesn't play. It, it, you know what I mean? But that's the kind of, those are the decisions you're going to have to be making this week. So, um, try to get pieces from these sexy games. All right. Next up. This game is nuts, John. I need help. Hey, commanders, commanders we, at, what's can we that? Pause it one sec. And, guys, reminder that this is the week where Sharp App is fully open. 
So just jump over to sharp.app. If you want to get these tools, you want John's picks, you can tell them directly. That's part of what we do. And get in the Discord, ask questions. But of course, all the premium features, the Proptimizer tool, the AI prediction model, the bet tracking, all of that stuff is open. So we really want you to check it out. Let us know what you think. And um, if you're enjoying this video as well, make sure to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel for more of this good stuff. Now, we're moving on. We got the, com the commanders at the Jets. The Jets are three-point favorites in this one. I don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. So this is another one, John. You just said it before. Like, they don't care. The Zach Wilson is, is concussed. Like, Trevor Simeon was absolutely horrific, frighteningly bad when he had his chances. So I don't even know what the Jets have going on here, but they're favored at home against the Commanders. The Commanders benched Sam Howell last week for Jacoby Brissett. Now I don't know who the hell's starting for them either. Probably go back to Sam Howell. So I, what the hell's going on here, John? But it's a uh, Jets are three-point home favorites. The total is 37. Yeah, one thing I like is I, I like uh, two plays in this game. I definitely love the under here uh, just because I think all that confusion. This Jet defense, still good. Um, yes, they are. So this game and the Jet offense, still bad. So <laughs> this game will be low scoring. Um and I, I like Washington plus the three. So I'm going to take the dog here and keep this one under 37 and a half. Those are both of the sides that I like quite a bit. Can I parlay that? That seems like a, a comfortable can. little plus 300 action right there. What is that? No, parlay? What is no, it? Parlays aren't. Yeah, it won't be that much, but uh, it'll be plus whatever it is. 260, I think, on the parlay. But yeah. Yeah, um, I like it. How about just taking the money line for commanders? I, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Plus 140, 145, something like that. Yeah. I like that play. Yeah. Washington, Washington probably win this game outright. I, I, I like it. That. I like it. All right, guys. And again, remember, you're watching the game plan, DFS and bets, bets show. DFS Army and Sharp come together to break it down for you. John has been on fire with these picks. So um, the last few weeks that we've been doing this. So hopefully we can keep that going here. Um, Packers at the Panthers. Up next, the Panthers are four and a half point home favorites in this one, and even lower than the Jets game total of 36 and a half set on this one. Um, you know, the Panthers have been a team that you can attack via the run most of the season. Uh, a little bit decent against the pass, I guess. So I'm going to just pull up the power ranking sheet here and get a little view. Looks like um, you've got this one really close as well, 20 to 19. So really close game. Um, how do you see this one going down? Yeah, I've got a, my lean would be towards Carolina. Um, and again, I think you could take a shot on the money line with this one as well. So um, it's not a strong play for me, but I think if Carolina sticks in this game, I think you're getting value, uh, even maybe more so value on the money line here, at like two to one. What's good about Carolina? On Carolina. What's good about them? They've been, I mean, look, they've been playing better. They've been playing decently defensively. I mean, last week you kind of, it was a tricky game. They were, that was in the, uh, you know, a lot of rain and whatnot. Um, but I've just been back in Carolina here for the last few weeks and it's paid off. So I, I'm going to continue down that road. I think Green Bay is just not nearly as good a team as, you know, they, they maybe that little stretch that, that, that team showed me what they were against the Giants. Um, and I, I think they, are, I think you got a shot here at, at the upset again, green Bay, pretty decent road favorite, um, which I, I think you, you 
I think you, you got it backwards before when you were saying uh, home favorite, but the road favorite. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Did I say home favorite? No. Yeah, Packers, said home. yeah right. Point, on the road. road favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really like it plus the five and a half. Um, and I think you could just dabble a little bit with the, um, with the money line as well. So that's, uh, yeah, I like this game quite a bit. Here's where DFS and, sh- and bets come together. And I think it's an important thing um, to note. So, on the Panthers side, if you think the Panthers are going to win this game or at least cover a four and a half point spread, and number one, what I what I like on the betting side is if you're going to do that, I think you have to, uh, or you don't have to do anything, but I'd be looking to parlay that with the under for sure. I, I don't see how the Panthers even have the ability as a team to put up a lot of points. So if they're winning this game, it's probably like, you know, 13 to 10 or something like that, or or maybe like one of these games where a lot of field goals or, or one touchdown, like, yeah, low scoring. Their defense has been really good. Yeah. Um, you know, they they shut all the they shut opposing quarterbacks down. Bad We're, teams, though. They shut down like kind of shitty teams. But yes, they've been doing yeah, it. But this, all year. Uh, you know, do you love this Green Bay? No. Like, you know, I don't no. love this offense. So I think they're gonna be able to hold them down. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But Chuba Hubbard is the guy that's that stands out. That's where I was gonna getting to. Um, if you're gonna play somebody from the Panthers, it's probably Chuba. It's probably your best bet. He's getting tons and tons of volume this week. Uh, just in general, he has effectively taken that full role. He's getting like 26, 27 touches. That's how they win the game. They just go heavy run. Um, Packers side, again, it's, you know, uh, the the one positive development I saw from them last week was not Jordan Love sucking. That was not positive. But at least Aaron Jones gets in there and he starts getting volume and it seems like he's healthy. So if you needed to be on the Packers side, I think Aaron Jones is the is the prime piece Uh that would be of interest in a game like this where um, the Panthers have been really good at limiting passing yards this season. All right, John, next up, we've got the Browns at the Texans. Now, late breaking news is, and I don't know if the line moved on this one, but the late breaking news is it does not appear that CJ Stroud will be ready to go for this weekend's game. And I'm going to tell you something. They want CJ Stroud to play. So if he's not playing, he's not playing. Like this is a team fighting for a playoff spot, the Texans. They want him in there. But it doesn't look like he's going to go. At least as of now, they're saying it's not looking too good. So we're going to probably get another game of who the hell was the quarterback last year? Uh, 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 Case Keenum. Yeah, Case got another Case Keenum game. Wasn't bad. Was not bad in the role last week, but another Case Keenum game. Um, don't know about Nico Collins health health wise and all of that. What I do know is that um, Devin Singletary massive volume last week, like the kind of volume that we 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 love, we live for. We want that in our nine k running back. He got it for sub six k this week. So tough matchup there. The Browns uh, side, as far as their offense, you know Joe Flacco kind of rejuvenated under a really great offensive line, able to deliver the football. We had the big week from. Uh, and Joku a couple weeks ago last week, I think, uh, Amari Cooper had a pretty nice week. So the Browns getting it done. Um, how do you see this one going down? Browns on the road as two and a half point favorites here. I like the Browns. I, I think the defense against the backup court, I'm almost positive. It's going to be the backup here. Uh, Keenum, that defense is going to shut them down. Uh, I like this game to go under too, but, uh, you know, Flacco has been just fine. I mean, just serviceable. He's doing enough with this defense that, you know, they're scoring enough points. They'll be able to, um, like I said, hold Houston down quite a bit. So I, I, I'm, I'm feeling really good about the Cleveland play here. And, and, uh, if I had a parlay, it would be Cleveland with the under just because I don't see Houston scoring all that many points in the game. 
both like, defenses. Yeah. yeah, both defenses pretty decent. Um, yeah, and and your power. And this is and this is primarily with Stroud in there. How yeah. well it's projected. So I mean, they're going to hold them down. The power rankings have spoken right here. I mean, if you ever don't need to listen to John, you just have this tool. It's available on the Sharp app, where you just look and okay, here's a predicted score. Here's you know here's some totals. Here's some yardage total. It gives you everything you really need to know to crush from one of the best players in the world. So I, you know, I don't know what more to say there, but I like the Cleveland side as well. I think I'm, I'm with you on this um, backup quarterbacks. When you put them in against elite defenses, that's where it, it it's not good, right? They can hang around. Um, we've seen it. We've seen it the last few weeks, the Nick Mullins types, if they're not being, if they're not being put under serious pressure, you know, they kind of look like NFL quarterbacks. Part of the reason you're a backup though, is because when the pressure's on, you kind of, you know, the difference between the elite athlete who's the greatest at their sport and like regular people is your ability to perform under pressure. I think that has a huge thing to do with it. At least when I look at my own personal golf game, John, that's what I've discovered. You know, if anybody's watching me on the golf course, I can't even swing it. It's a swing and a miss. It's that first, the first tee is always, uh, it's always tricky when you got a crowd there. Yeah. People watching, I'm like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. I just, uh, you know, in my head, I'm just going, I just hope I hit the ball. Please don't fucking go, you know, sideways. Please don't hit one of these people. And it always is a disaster. But then when I'm out there by myself or I'm on the, uh, on the driving range, it's like, is this Tiger Woods? Should I quit my job? I think I could do this professionally. Like that's how different it is. The fun of the game. Yeah, it's a, a fun disaster sport. under the pressure. This is why I never. This is why I never uh, got to the uh, elite levels of, of high school sports. I, this, I was trapped this, in the lower end why. of the high school. Yeah, yeah. This, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. I never got to the varsity team. They just kept me on JV. They're like a senior. You could stay with the youngsters. Yeah, that's where you belong. The talent was there. It was just the. It's the second anybody was watching, it just yeah, went out. That was it. And I had a stamina issue too. In fairness, in fairness to the coach. I was really only good for about four minutes of like, you know, basketball time before the stamina got to me. I'm hoping you've, you've solved that since you've been married, but uh, no, no, it's okay. only gotten worse in hindsight. Um, you know, starting smoking cigarettes at, at, at 13, maybe wasn't, the wasn't best. a smart idea. Yeah, no, but no, the stamina has not gotten better. Uh, All right. Well, it's only sorry for your wife. Yes. I got about two minutes in me and then <laughs> same thing in a fight though. I was, you know, I used to get into fights, you know, in, in college, like with your buddies, like more of like a, just who's, who's stronger than who fight, not like no, no face punching. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I, you know, two and a half minutes in, I was like, all right, whatever it is, I'm done. Um, so ladies, my DMS are open. Um, okay. Anyway, Sure, that was a, a a really good sales pitch. So Jaguars at the Bucks. The Bucks coming off the big game, one point home favorites against the Jaguars team that we do not know who the quarterback is going to be. So this is the one I was waiting for. The total is set at forty two and a half. We don't know who the the quarterback is going to be for the Jaguars. Is this line a Trevor Lawrence line? Or is this line a CJ Beathard line? I'm not sure. The, I mean, with Lawrence in there, they're not they're not getting three points, right? And that's where it opened. Um, and the I, sharps were able to take it at 
the plus three, but I mean, at plus one, I'm not hundred percent sure if that's not, if that's not a Lawrence line. So I think the I Jaguars are favored with Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, th- this game's tricky, right? Because I've got, I, I would like to play Jacksonville, but I'm going to hold out uh, and just wait and see what, what we get on the, um, are you going to play Jacksonville even with Beathard in there as the, as a quarterback? I might. I, I, that's why I'm just going to kind of wait and see what we get from the quarterback before I make a decision. But my lean right now is Jacksonville. Now that's going against not only the Sharps, which is what's really scaring me. It's the Mega Sharps. So that's another thing. We talked about that Sharp Report play. Yeah. We've got something where the Mega if like four Sharps at the Sportsbook or more are on one side. It's a Mega Sharp don't play. Fight those the are mega really, you don't just fight don't want to fade those plays. I'm not fighting the Mega Sharps. No. That is those, not... plays are, those plays are like really, really good. Yeah. Now they got it in plus here. three, Tampa. But we'll see as the week goes on here. Sometimes what happens is some more Sharps come in on the other side and then the Mega Sharp play gets aligned a through it. So we'll monitor that situation as it goes. But my own personal numbers like Jacksonville uh, as of right now. So I'm going to make a determination uh, no, as we get closer to game time. You don't know who the quarterback is. That's the problem. Of course I like Jacksonville if if Trevor Lawrence is starting. CJ Beathard? We we don't have an we don't even have the slightest clue about that person. If he's I, mean, I know he's got an I know he's got an ass tattoo. You know, you know about that, right? No. Oh, he's got matching ass tattoos with Kittle. Does he? Yeah, because they lived in the same house. And it they sounds got so much fruitier when you just said it the way that you did than when they were getting it. They got up they they because they played on San Francisco together and they oh. were in the shower and they were like, and, and the guys on the team were like, Whoa, why do you both have the same ass tattoo? And they were like, Oh, well we lived in the same house. So we got like the same, we got a picture of the house on our asses. Why does it have to be on their ass? Ah. That's, that's a San Francisco thing, isn't it? It might be in the, in the, in the tattoo parlor in San Francisco. That's the only place that they tattoo. Uh, there's a couple other spots too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do those. It's a little more painful. Yeah. That's all they do. Ass tattoos in San Francisco. Luckily it's, it's a really quick tattoo. (laughs) I was talking about stamina. Uh, Now you're going, now you're going, now you've taken it too far. You can't put that much writing on there. No, you've taken it too far. Yeah. I'm a grower, not a shower anyway. (laughs) So. (laughs) All right. Anyway, my point here is, with if B if B third is in for the Jaguars, you can expect absolutely nothing from this offense. Be, there's no expectation where the Bucks are still there. They got their whole crew, and so I'm taking the Bucks here because I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Primarily because that's going to fuck me in so many fantasy leagues that I just know that that's going to happen. So I would like to see Trevor playing. Primarily uh, because. You know, I'm trying to advance in a bunch of fantasy leagues, uh, but I don't trust uh, B third at all. So I, I think you get the Bucks team, and again, they had a, you know they had an amazing game this past week. Whatever, they're now in the hunt for the playoffs as well. There's just a lot of reason. I actually think the Bucks are the best. They might be the best team in their division. So um, yeah, give me the Bucks here. I will lay the one. I'm going with the Super Sharps. I'm swimming with the Super Sharps. John's in the cage. In the water, the super sharks are all fucking swimming around, coming for that cage. Cage is breaking. You don't want to be in that cage. No, it's not a good spot. Going up against the super sharks. Um, okay, all right. I like the bucks there. Minus one. 
All right, next up, we've got the Cardinals on the road taking on the Bears. This one has a 44-point total. With the Bears installed as home four-point favorites. Um, I love this game for DFS, but I'm going to start on with you on the on the betting angles here. You know, 44 point total, four point spread. How do you see this one going down? You like it in DFS, so you think there's going to be points scored, huh? In the in this game, I, I love the Bears when they're not up against an elite defense. You just want DJ Moore in your lineup. Cardinals are the team where glory happens. As a matter of fact, let's let's pull up the power ranking sheet for the metric measures here, right? Chicago projecting 157 rushing yards. Now these two passing offenses have been so Bad. shit that even even in this game where Arizona allows tons of just production everywhere, even there Chicago is not projecting for a ton of yardage passing. But it doesn't matter cuz they only throw to the one guy. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's one it's one receiver. I I I think the game stays under though. But I like um, I like Chicago. I think Chicago covers this game. I, I agree. Like I, I kind of like Fields against a weaker defense. Um, I think this is a defense where he'll he'll be able to have a decent game. And but I think the game stays under. But I but they cover the four. So I like the I like the Bears to yeah. win this one. You know Arizona hasn't been producing a lot of offense. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean you can't really play Chicago running backs. You just like field. It's 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 a very easy stack to make. I, I enjoy it. Like for I enjoy certain stacks and certain teams I don't enjoy. Um, the Chicago stack is an enjoyable one because you already know going in that it's just one or two guys. It's it's fields with DJ Moore, great. And every once in a while you make one with Cole Komet. Okay. On the other side of this game, though, I'm bringing it back. Trey Sermon, not Trey Sermon. Trey, fucking Trey, the tight end McBride. Trey McBride has been getting anywhere from 9 to 12 targets a game. At this point, it's going back like multiple games. That is a ridiculous amount of volume for a tight end. It's like Travis Kelsey level volume. And you're getting it for a discount. So I love uh, uh, Trey McBride, Treasy McBreezy. I always forget the name because Sermon. It's in my head. Um, And then there's a couple of other little spots of interest on Arizona, including... um, Wilson, Michael Wilson. So there's a couple little other like secondary plays that that it, James Conner might eh, not my favorite, but might be playable. But primarily here, I love the fields to DJ Moore stack. Um, and as far as Chicago winning this game, I, I, man, I don't know if I can get on board with laying more than three. What do the Super Sharks say? They don't have anything on on this one, so. Nothing. No play, no play in the game. Love the super sharks. Can we call them the super sharks instead of sharps? Like, well, it's mega, mega, yeah, mega sharks, like megalodon, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, me- yeah, mega sharks. Yeah. Well, we have a whale. There's a whale on there. There's a whale. There's yeah. mega sharks, sharps. The whale is is no joke. Um, he's no. been making money too. Usually, yeah, whales lose money. Yeah, he crushes, and we follow those picks as well. Yeah, uh, all day. Yeah, a lot of the, by the way, a lot of the stuff that a lot of people don't realize, we, we've been tracking the Sharp Report for multiple years. So if you click on the Sharp Report, there is a there is a tracker that will show you all the different categories and and what it's done over the past three years. And and again, there are certain areas you want to fade and certainly you want to tail, but um, they're, they're extremely predictive. 
Um, so it's one of the best uh, methods if you just want to profit, be profitably bet. You could just follow that exclusively or just follow John's plays. Um, all right. Cowboys at the Dolphins. This is the big game. 51 point total. The Dolphins are at home and they're one and a half point home favorites coming off the um, coming off a rough one. Actually, what? Yeah, what happened with the Dolphins last week? No, that, that was the Jets. The one before that, yeah, it was the Bills game was two weeks ago, and then they destroyed the Jets last week. Yep. If I remember correctly. Um, ton and four Dolphins, 10 and four Cowboys. Um, how do you see this one going down? I really like this game. Dallas comes back here, and Dallas wins in a little bounce back. So, again, we're getting that situation of Dallas just getting their, their brains kicked in uh, against the Miami team that won big. Love that angle. So I'm taking Dallas with the bounce back. And I like this game to stay under. Um, I think that's really? too high. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get as as many fireworks as you think. Um, so I think this game winds up being under. It winds up not being the DFS uh, darling that it sort of looks like on paper. Uh, it's kind of trending that way. This game's trending more in recent weeks. If we were just looking at recent weeks, I think this total would be a little bit lower. So I think we're still banking on uh, the the Dallas. I know the Dallas offense got hot there with uh, Dak. Miami offense was better early in the season than it was late. You can't really count last week. Um, I, I think I think this this total is. I think if we had this total uh, just based on the last few weeks, it would be maybe a point and a half lower. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, I think that's fair. I'm looking at the power rankings here just to, you know, get a sense of like what the metrics say. Uh, Miami 143 rushing yard projection here. That makes a lot of sense. Dallas has been really elite versus the past. Um, that being said, I think the health of Terry kill is going to be an important factor in this game as it is with every Miami game. So, uh, I'd be, if we find out that Hill is still out, which I don't think he will be. I think he plays, and I think he'll be fine. But but if he was still out or, or severely limited, I think this is the bet of the year, right? You just grab you know, we, we were talking about it, what he was worth, and because that line went from 9.5 to 7.5. Obviously, didn't matter. They just crushed anyway. The, but but the Jets. it's rare anyone's worth one. So when they moved it, that's why I didn't take the uh, – I didn't take – I was prepared to bet the Jets last week if they only moved that. Uh, to like eight and a half or something like that. Cause I said, he's worth more than that, but they had, they had the right move. They moved it yeah. about two points. No, the jets. Uh, one of the things I had talked about in, in my breakdowns of, of just last week for DFS angles, and we'll talk about the DFS angles in this game. But one of the things I talked about last week was the jets effectively, when you have, you know, Zach Wilson at the helm, what ends up happening is either it's completely incompetent in a horror show, or he's one of his, like more competent games where you can actually rely on some of their pieces. So um, it, yeah, if, if it was a competent version of the jets, I think they would have covered that um, just fine. But if they're going to be in the full mental breakdown mode, which, which is what you get from Zach Wilson, like it's either one or the other, there's no in between with him. Then um, you know, there's no help. There's no amount of points. Nothing is going to, nothing's going to help you at all. So um, yeah, when they play their competent game, also Garrett Wilson and, and Brees Hall can, can really deliver. But when they're not, it's a disaster. Um, as far as this game goes, of course, you know, there's a lot of interest for me um, on both sides of the ball. On the downside, CD Lamb's continuing to dominate, and that's great. And certainly Dak to Lamb, great, very expensive, very expensive. Similarly, 
the two, I don't think I'm going to be on Tua this week, um, but Tua to uh, Hill is always going to be a, a, a smash combination. I, I don't think the matchup is great for that combo per se. Like Dallas certainly limits opposing quarterback play and they're really good. I don't think anybody can slow down a healthy Tyreek Hill. So I don't think they'd be able to pull that off, but at least slow it down enough to where they're not breaking the slate open. The, the Miami pieces are so priced up that they absolutely need to hit ceiling games. You know, Tyreek Hill, you're talking 9, 18, 27, 36, 40 fantasy points to sort of put put up a score that would hurt you. Um, same thing with Lamb. So these guys are absolutely priced to their ceilings, and, and I do think there's a lot of benefit to um, in DFS to finding smashes not from this game, but certainly uh, a lot of players with a lot of upside. Uh, the biggest thing that stands out on screen is just the Miami running game, though. But there's two guys, and they're both priced high, and it is difficult for either one of them to make value when both of them are healthy. Even last week, Mostert really, he scored, I think, twice and still barely, still wasn't like in the nuts. Like He needed to do even more than that. So it, it's definitely challenging for these guys to get there. Um, all right, let's keep going. Sunday Night Football. Patriots at the Broncos. The Patriots are six and a half point road underdogs. The game has the lowest of the week, 34 and a half point total. Uh, I'm a little surprised about that total being that low in this game, John, because uh, the Broncos are healthy. Nothing going on there. Why is the total so low? Is this an overspot? The, the, um, Sharps actually took this one over and still weren't able to move it. They took it to 34 and a half and didn't, it didn't move the line at all. So that's troubling. Uh, typically almost 95% of the time when the Sharps are on a side, the line moves hasn't in this case. So that's giving me some pause as to if this game will in fact go over. Uh, I like the dog here, which leans, which kind of leans towards an under as well. Uh, I'm going to take the six and a half. Um, I'll take six and a half. And now this is a different Denver team. This Denver defense is just the entire, I mean, it, it's one of the most remarkable turnarounds I've seen. Um, this is a totally different defense the way they're playing right now. So I, that's why the over to me is, a, it, it is a little tricky. Uh, I would kind of lean towards the under. And because of that, I just think it's going to be a, a tight game and I'll take the points. I'll take the plus six and a half. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, I don't, I don't really know what to say. About the Patriots at this point, I think I don't think Bailey Zapp has been any worse than Mac Jones, though. No, I mean it's it's not good. Same shit. Um, and the Patriots are kind of playing <clears throat> like the way the Jets are. Sometimes they play halfway competent, and then other times they're just a mess. Um, I don't think that uh, I, I don't know about Ramondre Stevenson or who's going to be running for them or, or or whatnot, but um. Yeah, it's tough to lay six and a half. I would still lean Broncos probably, but I don't think I'm laying it. So it's a stay away spot. I do like the under. Uh, what did I say? Yeah, the uh, no, half, the yeah. over. No, I'm sorry. Oh, the you over. like the over? Yeah. Um, I, I like the over. I think if it's a competent game, 34 and a half is a really low number. And I, I just don't get it. The Broncos are healthy. There's no reason the Broncos shouldn't score 21, maybe even 24 here. So you're just really asking for 10 from the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, New England, I think I think New England is going to be able to hold them down. So. Yeah. Be an interesting one. I think Sunday it's night football. 
It'll probably be another ugly Sunday night football. I think it's, yeah, it's just going to be a bad game. game. Um, all right, Christmas Day, three-game slate. We'll go through this one quick. A lot of injuries, a lot of weird games here. Um, and then a great one to end it off. Ooh, I love that one. But um, the Raiders at the Chiefs. Raiders are 10-point road underdogs here. 41.5 point total. That is a low total for any Chiefs game, John. But um, Chiefs, 10-point favorites at home, taking on the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, you got to stop looking at the Chiefs as the Chiefs. This is just not, this is just a di totally different team. This is a defensive team, basically. Um, they're just not scoring. I mean, Kelsey's been absolute shit. Uh, you know, it's really not Mahomes' fault. It's just limited with his options right now. I mean, I guess Rice has kind of stepped up a little bit, but. Yeah, um, behind the scenes, I hear that. Um, Brittany and Taylor are uh, drawing up uh, plays for the offense. They are they, they feel can't like do worse. Improve things a little bit. They they need someone to catch the ball, um, and and you know and get open. So um, I think this game goes under, and I just think it's too many points. Under forty one. Yeah, I think the game goes under, and I I just think it's too many points. The this this Kansas City team is just I mean I, they you're aware just, that the Raiders by themselves put up sixty two points last week. Well, how many points did they put up the week before? Combine them together. and, and I know. 40 well, I'm just saying, I liked the over in that game last week. I liked the over in the Minnesota game, and both teams scored three points combined, and the Minnesota game went over last week. Um, yeah, I think I think this game stays under. This Kansas City defense is no joke. I mean, it's a legit defense here. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just still have question marks with the Kansas City offense, so I think, I think their defense holds them down. Again, 10 points too many for me, so I'm going to take the 10 and – take this one uh, i'll take the dog in the under that's what i like i already knew you'd go for the 10 because you are not a lay 10 kind of guy not typically no um giants at the eagles okay eagles 12 point home favorites 42 point total christmas day um eagles disappointing disappointing last week a disappointing run uh eagles fans starting to um starting to have doubts Starting to be concerned. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. Hurts uh, is regressing. I'm hearing. Offense. Uh, defensive line is weak. This. This is a product of what we talked about. It's like they weren't. They weren't the best team. And when my when my power rankings had them ranked like sixth and seventh, and, and every Philly fan was just bitching and moaning. And I'm like, just because they're ten and one doesn't mean they're the best team. And they weren't. They were barely beating a lot of teams. Their scoring margin differential, the scoring margin wasn't very high. Um, if you looked at just about every metrics there were, there, there was, this was not the best team. Now they've dropped a little bit, of course, here, and, and they're down to ninth. But now they're starting to fit. Now their record is sort sort of fitting into where they are in the rankings. And of course, everyone's going to say, "Well, they're better than that." I've consistently said you got to add about a point and a half to to them on my ratings sheet because of the, the efficiency of the offense, because they get those, uh, they convert so many fourth and shorts because, uh, down at the goal line, they're almost always going to convert with Hertz. So if you add a point and a half here, you're, you've got them right back where I had them, you know, the, right around the sixth or seventh spot, which is about where I think they are right now. in in uh, as far as ranking of the yeah. teams and I, and I have no problem with any of the teams that I have ahead of them, uh, uh I, the top five or six spots. So for those guys who are watching this, um, you know, I know we got a lot of Eagles fans too. And we love, uh, you know, I'm a friend of Ben. I don't know if you know that. Friend of, friend of Ben Franklin, an honorary son of Philadelphia, uh, I'm told. But um, for my Eagles fans, uh, take a look on screen here. I mean, 
I don't think anybody would disagree at this point. San Francisco uh, in the in the NFC, the top team and the top team overall to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, number two is Dallas. Number three is the Eagles, and and uh, are the Eagles, and and that's well, I think Detroit. Detroit's just ahead of them. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. yeah, so Eagles coming in fourth behind Detroit. So I mean, there it is. But I would give Philly a little bit of a bump there, and I would put them ahead. Like I said, they they're they're going to outperform the the rating the, because of their efficiency. But yeah, I mean, if they're the third best team, uh, it's hard to argue they're the third best team in the NFC. Yeah, well, that's where I, we thought they would be, and that's why we've been fading them. Um, so that's why this game here is tricky against the Giants because I think the Giants are just atrocious. They had that, you know, the Monday night game. Everything was, uh, it was all about Tommy Cutlets. It was all about the the fun that everyone's been having with that. But the real Giants pretty much showed up last week. They get sacked, I don't know, seven times in that game. Um, is, this, again, you know, I don't like to lay the wood, so I'm not going to lay this big number, but I, I, I can't take the Giants either. I just don't. Uh, I could see Philly just finally bouncing back here after getting beat down and then having that bad loss on yeah. Monday night. You know, Hertz was sick in the game. I'm sure he'll be healthy this weekend. And they, I mean, they could easily just blow the Giants you, out. You know, so. there's there's a factor here that you're not mentioning about Tommy Cutlets, right? What's that? I mean, you should know this as an Italian boy. Mm -hmm. It's Christmas Day. What goes on? What goes on at your house on Christmas Day? No, no, no. You're talking about Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Okay, Christmas yeah. Eve. What goes See, on Christmas at the house? Day, on Christmas, Eve? Christmas Day is not that big a deal for the Italians. Like it's, it's Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. So what's going on at 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 Cutlet's house on Christmas Eve? Well, it's gonna be a lot of fish. It's so many fishes. Yeah, the seven. That's seven, seven of them. It's yeah. a lot of fishes. I'm sure they're gonna have a yeah, they're, well, they're gonna have a big party. I'm sure. I'm gonna tell you right now, John, and and this is not. A, I'm not fucking around. I'm serious. If I have even one or two fishes, I feel good the next day. Three, four fishes, feeling heavy. Seven fishes? Yeah. Listen, you know what I'm doing the next day? I'm laying in bed all day. It's fish, man. It's healthy. But uh, it's a lot of the fish you can't have. It's a lot of shellfish, man. No, I eat the shellfish sometimes. I we, can't, we, we can't allow you to, I I can't allow you to do that. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not a fan. I, I, I'll eat the shellfish. I'm not eating the pork. I'll eat the shellfish. Yeah, to each his own. I like I, anything that's expensive. I'll eat it. It's a money thing more than anything. <laughs> I don't. I don't want the peasant food. You like that? You like the lobster and crabs? If it's, uh, you know, I, I went to a uh, DraftKings invited me out to one of these nights that they do at, at the steakhouse, and they have the 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 big tower with all the with all the seafood. That's oh, how it starts. Love seafood tower. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna not? You know, I'm looking at the tower. I know that thing costs like four hundred. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm taking shit from it. I'm like a pig at those things too. I don't care. Everybody's all polite and shit. They're all afraid to take food. I'm like, I don't know where you guys are from, where I'm from. We take the food when it's put out. We don't sit here shy. Italian, same way. You know how it is. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I've gone out to the diner with my grandmother before and, uh, you know, you, you wind up with all the muffins, everything getting, uh, you know, there's a lot. well, I didn't say that part, but yes. If you go with grandma, there's definitely, um, there's definitely, uh, what do you call those little packets of, of, uh, oh, the sugar's of coming crackers, home. the cracker packets from yeah. the soup sugars coming home. And, and, and on some days, if they like the salt and pepper sugar, that's coming home with them. Oh, too. they say, yeah, now yeah. that's too, that's a yeah. bridge too far. Yeah. You took it too far. I, I don't do it. This is my grandmother. Rest in peace. You know, um, giants plus 12. I'm not doing it, but, uh, the legend of Tommy cutlets will it continue on Monday night, 
uh, are, are on uh, on on Monday afternoon. We'll see. As far as DFS plays, you know, we'll get into that three game slate. I actually won't even jump into it right now. So let's just do the last one here. We'll have separate breakdowns. Just so you guys know, we're going to do here on the DFS Army channel, we're going to have a breakdown specific to the Saturday only slate. Of course, we will have a three game Sunday uh, or a four, a three game Christmas Day slate breakdown as well for you. I will be here toiling away in the office on Christmas Day, missing out on all of those uh, invitations. You're not you're not gonna be going out for Chinese food and uh, and a movie. Have Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll have that. We'll I mean, do that. A, that's a Jewish tradition. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. No movie though. I think Die Hard is still playing. They did you see Die Hard's in the movies? Theater yeah, now? did they bring it back? Yeah, yeah, they made like a million bucks last weekend. In my family, we don't go to movie theaters. We feel that the version that you can just get on your screen in your house is more pleasant than being around a bunch of people. I can't disagree with you. Yeah. We try to avoid any sort of contact with people. It's good. In general, especially locked in a room in the middle of winter with somebody coughing on you. It's gross. It is. It's gotten to that point. I'm there. Um, all right. Last game on this docket. I think the best game of the weekend. They saved the best for last. I, I, I am down with this game. The Ravens at the 49ers. Monday night football. 49ers are at home here. Five and a half point home favorites. The total set at 47. Um, John, in case you didn't know, these two teams are number one and number two in the power rankings. Overall team. Best two teams, best two defenses. So my first question is, is the 49ers offense so good that it does not matter. Even the best defense in the league won't slow them down. Five and a half point home favorites here. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think we'll see San Francisco be able to move the ball. They're gonna, they're gonna show dominance in this game. They cover the five, and uh, and they win this one. So I, I think we're gonna start seeing San Francisco on a roll, pretty much all through, right through the playoffs. But it starts with this game. I mean, we got one against two in my rankings and three against four. So it's kind of a big week here. Yeah, oh, the, Miami, the, so. the power rankings are going to be shook up. What happens when when these when these games well, happen? Does it shake it up? Yeah, probably no. not. You know, unless in, in you know unless Baltimore or one or one of these teams get, just gets absolutely blown out. But if it's a a competitive game, you're you're going to probably see the same two teams, one or two. Unless you know, if Baltimore wins, potentially they could flip up to one. But you shouldn't see too much of a uh, too much of a shift in the rankings. Uh, that's going to be an exciting showdown um, to break down, I'm sure, and. Um, just a really interesting game. I, I I tend to agree with you. If there's a team that's going to not be affected as much by a good opposing defense, it's the 49ers. And if there's a team that will be affected by it, it is the Ravens. So I I I love the ball. It's guys, when you see John take a take a favorite and and lay more than three, there that I mean, that's like the sharp report happening in real time in front of our eyes. That never happens. So that that is a really strong uh, betting spot. Again, is it more fun maybe to squeeze that one to less than two and a half or less than three? Sure, but you're going to pay some juice to get it there, and maybe it's not worth that juice. So, um, yeah, a John call on the favorite here, more than three points, is something to take note of. 
Guys, do you have any sides that you like on these games? Let us know in the comments. If you disagree with any of the picks, let us know as well. Make sure you've hit that like button here. And like I said, this is a one-week thing to check out Sharp and all the premium tools. Um, we did it special lead up to Christmas uh, promotion. So check it out. Go to sharp.app and just sign in on the website, or you can download the app even better. The app has more features than the website, but the website kind of expands tools out, and you can see the premium tools in larger in your eyes, be it the, the Sharp Report or the Proptimizer or the pregame uh, bets or the betting handles or the betting trends or the live game action where you can watch the play-by-play -play live in-game. That's why I'm on that screen all the time, by the way, John. I'm very big into the live play-by-play -play screen. Especially for basketball, because I don't like to watch the basketball games. Just yeah, in there, like I, when I've got an over, I'm just in the in the stat screen watching. I do it too if I'm out because uh, I'll go into my my props, my top props, and they're linked to the game, and then I just go right into the game so I could watch it. Yeah, in the uh, in the app. Yeah, I just go right into the app. Um, so in the app, you have a game center where you could follow along with the stats. And for me, that's a really helpful place to follow along with my props. Um, and again, I'm not watching these most of the basketball games. I'm focused on football during football season. So, um, it, you know, it's a cool place where I'm like, did I get my three rebounds yet? Let's go. So make sure to check that out as well. Um, again, hit like, subscribe, and we will see you next time on another game plan. Good luck, everybody.